Welcome to Mind Your Mind. Mind Your Mind podcast is for busy people like you who want to enjoy life and free up their time and emotional space by learning valuable tools for self-care and mindfulness. Our weekly topics are filled with compelling discussions and practical solutions to increase your productivity and healthy living. I'm your host, Joseph Tropper, and I'm honored to have you here with me today. Hello and welcome to episode 32, Seven Mythbusters About Boundaries. And I know just using the word boundaries makes people get nervous. It's a very scary word. It seems tough. And uh, more importantly, it seems uh, forbidden. I'm not allowed to have boundaries. That means I'm a bad person. So I'm going to talk about seven myths. And obviously, they're all going to be false. And I'm going to try to debunk them. And in the process, help you uh, gain a sense of uh, proper self-respect and uh, healthy boundaries, which is really the foundation of any healthy uh, relationship with yourself, with others. I'm going to start with a quote from Bryant McGrill. And he says, you best teach others about healthy boundaries by enforcing yours. And I think that's just such an important place to start. So let's talk about these seven myths and why people are so scared about boundaries. The word boundaries seems very scary. Um, And myth number one is boundaries mean that I am selfish. And uh, many people think that their job in life is to be a ragdoll and to let everybody step over them. And if I'm putting up boundaries, that means that I have personal needs and personal wants. And that makes me a horrible, bad person. And the truth is that this myth uh, is something that uh, parents inadvertently, I believe, impose on their kids when they're young, because uh, when they put these boundaries and they put their limitations on on kids, they often uh, are making a statement to the kid of my needs are more important and my will is more important. And of course, we have to take this with a grain of salt, because as parents, we need to give our kids healthy boundaries and teach them that no does mean no uh, in appropriate times. And Yes means yes, and uh, sometimes both of those need to be bent. Uh, For example, if you promise to take a kid somewhere and they act up uh, and do something horrific and inappropriate, sometimes we need to change that promise or delay it, uh, which is what I would recommend. And, and, you know, again, every case is case-by-case basis. And sometimes when we say no and perhaps made a mistake or miscalculated, uh, we need to go back and explain that as well. But many kids, you know, grow up in this bubble where they take what they get. And many people uh, never break out of that shell and just continue to take whatever they get and take whatever other people give them. Um, I had a few days ago, I received an email contract from an insurance company that we work with. And they basically, um, they were very surprised because I wasn't willing to sign it because it was unclear exactly what they were asking. They were trying to renew our contract with my company. Um, And when I called them, they said, you know, no one ever calls us back and asks us questions. People just sign it because they assume we're in charge and we decide and we pay you for your time and for your clinicians that see our clients. So uh, the person that answered the phone said, I really can't even answer those questions. Let me put you in touch with the manager. And when they put me in touch with the manager, we actually discovered that as I had suspected, they didn't leave uh, proper terms for our contract and it had to be replaced and fixed. Um, but people that just take whatever comes their way, just kind of sign and agree with it and actually would have hurt my company very much to sign that document. So Bottom line is that boundaries do not mean that you're selfish if they're executed properly and appropriately. Um, They do mean that you have self-respect and that you are willing to take responsibility for your life. Number two, boundaries mean that I'm a rebel. Well, again, you know, there are many times that we try to push limits and we try to, as children, we try to uh, find out what we could get away with and how far we could push things, how late we could stretch bedtime and how much junk food we could eat. Um, But it doesn't mean that you're a rebel just because you're pushing boundaries. Uh, There are all different types of boundaries, religious, moral, ethical, legal. Um, And a person obviously has to uh, be introspective about himself or herself as to what is appropriate to push and what is not appropriate. Uh, 
Um, but it certainly doesn't mean anything about you just because you put up a boundary as long as it's a respectable one and a fair one, at least according to your moral standards and according to your accountability, um, that is certainly something that's appropriate. Number three, I will lose popularity. Um, this, of course, is no guarantees, um, but I, I find this to be very false. I think that people that don't have boundaries lose popularity because they find that those around them are simply using them for what they could get out of them and how they could push them around. And so you end up having no popularity and no life. People that put up healthy boundaries in appropriate places, um, they actually gain respect. And I'll give you a couple of examples of healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries means not doing the work of coworkers while you're at work, but of course, collaborating and helping other people appropriately as well. It means uh, not taking on other people's problems that are not yours and not your problem and not your, and not your mess. Um, it means not taking responsibility for things that are not your responsibility, but also uh, making sure that you do acknowledge the other person's feelings if they are appropriate. And, um, certainly validating their experiences and also uh, taking on responsibility for what you are responsible for. One of the places that pushes uh, boundaries is uh, relationships, um, but that is a definition of, of a relationship. It's, it's our uh, mutual boundaries that we have with each other and our mutual space that we share in between. And so it's really important for couples and families to talk about boundaries and expectations um, because that is uh, what, what makes them uh, go around. Um, one last comment, which is that unfortunately, when we're dealing with people who have mental illnesses or problems or emotional issues, um, this could confuse us in our boundaries because when we need to push back, they will accuse us uh, of being um, hurtful or inappropriate. Um, and that's why it's so important to reach out for help when we're in types of situations like this, because otherwise uh, you will be worried about losing your popularity. But the person that you're losing it to by giving into them, you're just feeding into their dysfunction. And that leads us to number four as well. Boundaries mean that I'm angry. And again, you're going to hear this from, from people that are dysfunctional. If you are executing boundaries in a healthy, respectful way, in an appropriate way, they don't mean that you're angry. It just means that you have self-respect. You have certain expectations about yourself, about what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. And in the relationship, you're defining what you're willing to share and what you're not willing to share. Remember, every relationship has its expectations and uh, people choose to stay in the relationship based on whether they feel that their partner is being respectful of their boundaries and, and has appropriate boundaries. So if you have a, uh, a uh, let's say, a couple that's together and uh, one of them all of a sudden decides, well, I don't have time to spend with you throughout the week, and it's seemingly not an excusable um, explanation for, for the other partner, well, then you choose whether you want to continue to be in that relationship or not. But you also choose to bring it up and express, hey, I'm concerned, you know, we we're a couple and we used to spend time together and I see that you're not here. So that's one small, you know, big example. But there are other small examples as well of boundaries of um, just things that go on in a household about who does what chore, who does what for who. And uh, these are important things to, to be discussed. And as we'll see later, boundaries are an ongoing process of discussion. What makes them very difficult is when you're dealing with people who um, have emotional issues or, or mental health issues that are impacting their perceptions about boundaries, especially we find this with people with personality disorders. Uh, they have very, very uh, poor senses of boundaries and um, very, very strong senses of entitlement where everybody else needs to comply with their boundaries and their wants. And they'll accuse you of being angry and mean. But in a healthy, normal relationship, we could talk these things through and repair. Number five, others will hurt me with their boundaries. And again, uh, we might not like other people's, this is false, because we, we might not like other people's boundaries, but if, if they're executing healthy boundaries and they say, you know, I'm not comfortable 
uh, going there or I'm not comfortable doing that for you, then we need to respect that. Um, if we have a difference of opinion, we could explain it to them and try to get them on board with us. Um, but we need to respect their opinions as well. And number six, I will hurt others with my boundaries. And again, you know, you might to some degree, and you could try to mitigate that as much as possible. But the other hand, um, if you end up being a people pleaser where you're responsible for everybody else and making everybody else happy, uh, then you're going to find yourself without having much of a life as well. And number seven, boundaries are not changeable. Once I say something, I must follow through with it forever. Uh, totally false. Boundaries are, are always evolving and always changing. Um, one area of boundaries that changes in your life is, is your relationship. Uh, boundaries change and get modified. It's true. There, there might be some general ideas about where we share and when, where we have our separation and uh, different lives or different um, expectations or different needs. Um, but, you know, these things are, could always be modified in relationships with our children. Um, you know, we might relate to a one-year-old or a five-year-old very differently than how we relate to a 12-year-old or a 22-year-old or a 50-year-old child. So they absolutely do change with time. And, and, and as we see what we need and what we don't need, someone might, uh, they might change in the, in the workplace as well, where, where we need to push back and say, we're not you know, taking on those projects that we're being pressured to take on. They're not our responsibility and define what our role is. So bottom line is these are seven myths that I think a lot of people get nervous when they hear the word boundary. But if we can learn to respect ourselves, and as Brian McGill teaches us, that you best teach others about healthy boundaries by enforcing yours. Um, and enforcing does not mean threatening. It doesn't mean hurting other people. It just means making a very strong stance of, um, I really appreciate you asking me to do that. But as I explained to you yesterday, um, I don't feel that that's my role. And that's not something that I'm able to do for you. And just saying things in a respectful way. And also being introspective and perhaps thinking that, you know, maybe our boundaries can have some flexibility to be able to uh, make other people satisfied. Um, but of course, that's a call that you have to make in a way that takes best care of you. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to mind your mind. For more practical ideas and to make sure you never miss an episode, visit us at mindyourmindonline.com.